The following podcast, though presented by Tamed Idiots, is intended for mature audiences. The opinions presented in this podcast are not intended to sway anyone's opinions as the people presenting them are kind of dumb. The topics that are presented and the opinions that are expressed are intended for entertainment purposes and should be considered satire. Some of these stories may be exaggerated. It's up to you to determine which ones. Though we are not professionals, we have a combined total of 240 years of being stupid. Do not try this at home, and please proceed with caution. Welcome to the Absurdly Average Podcast. My name is Akil, and you're joining myself and the merry band of morons on yet another episode of, well, you know, our podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about cryptids, conspiracy theories, and everything in between. Uh, a couple of different disclaimers before we get started, besides the Yanni disclaimer that you're going to hear before this. Um, the last time we did a conspiracy one, it was great. But we're not choosing conspiracies that are going to, you know, be hugely politically controversial, anything like that. I'll leave that to the other podcasters and YouTubers and all that kind of jazz. We're here to just have fun. And that's that's it. We're just here to have a good time, not give a fuck, whatever. Um, secondly, you're going to hear me refer to chat. That's because these are always recorded live on Twitch at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Wednesday. And so if you want to participate live with us, tell us your thoughts on any of the topics that we're going through, then you're more than welcome to. Lastly, I do want to just remind everybody, please, uh, either on Apple, Spotify, whatever, you do have the option to drop us a rating and give us a follow or subscription or anything like that. That's how we grow. And if you don't know fuck all about any of us, uh, all of us as a unit, collectively, whether it's on Twitch or here through the podcast, we do a lot for the benefit of children, whether it's through the Make-A-Wish Foundation or uh, No Kid Hungry. And so because of your reviews, subscriptions, you know, getting the word out, you help us help children. So without further ado, we're going to fucking just jump into this. And we're talking about cryptids and conspiracies part two. So the last time we did this, we covered a lot, everything from heart attack guns to some of the cryptids that are famous and out there. But as always, there's so much more for us to talk, yell, bitch, moan, and just fucking go off about. So, you know, we're going to start real quick just by going into the chat. And joining me today is Yanni, otherwise known as, well, Yanni, we don't actually use his Discord name here. Um... We have Mike, otherwise known as Cotier. Uh, Riglu is kind of here with us, but we're not going to bug him too much. He's a little... Um, I'm completely fine. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> okay, stop lying about me. That, that's illegal. Uh, we have, we have uh, Spatuli, and then we have uh, uh, Taylor, otherwise known as Biggin. What's so, up? Before we go ahead and get started with my list that I have pulled up, I do want to know, do you guys have any conspiracies or cryptids or anything like that that are on your minds that you want to bring up before we hit my list that I looked up and put together? LG, DBQ, something, thinking they are so concerned that they land on on Earth, on, on Mars and shit like that. Yep. Yes. What about you guys? I don't know what if you understand. What the hell was like, that? Like, like there is there's actually people. Like, if, if if you will post post like I don't know, like some random guy with a LG LG B, you know, flag on the on Twitter, then we they, they will actually believe that, and it's actually no joke. I'm so confused, but do not elaborate. 
Um, but what about you guys? Uh, why do you call me out? The SCP Foundation is real. So I've heard a lot. I've like okay. So I've seen that in like funny passing by Facebook tags, but I know nothing about it. What? Like, yeah, I, I know have, more than I should. I know nothing about it. So you guys, okay. So first, start again, real quick, with what? Is this the hell another is American it? thing that us Canadians ain't gonna understand? No, actually, the CP is origin- originated in Russia, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, so oh, we, we don't we don't say Russia here, okay? So you said SCP? Yes, Secure, Contain, Protect. It's a form of documents and writings that pertain to a science fiction world where anomalies exist and a foundation that basically lives in non-existence captures them, contains them, and covers up their existence for humankind. A lot of them... Look, since since the, the second tag is real men in black, just think men in black, except for not aliens. More eldritch horrors than just aliens. But there were some cool ones, too. They're not all Oh, yeah, no. The, the okay. okay, 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 hold on. Eldritch very... horrors are fucking aliens, dude. Read some okay. Lovecraft, bud. Okay, uh, add it to the list, fucking Area 51. Uh. Thank you. So, wait, this... So, because I know... What is it? In Marvel, they have that one, like, foundation or unit or whatever of agents that, like, go out there to either police or cover up or whatever. So you're saying this SCP Foundation thingy is similar to that or similar to the Men in Black? Yes, but they deal with... It's it's science fiction, it's Eldritch Horror, it's Cosmic Horror, it's whatever you can come... It's whatever these batshit people come up with, and... A lot of it's really well written, and other times it's just peanut that moves when you look at it, or peanut that moves when you don't look at it. Yeah, well, you have like, uh, what is it? Six? What's what's the lizard? What's the lizard? Six guy? eight two. Six, six eight, eight two. two. Okay, six eight two is essentially an eldritch horror. It is a giant crocodile that is sentient that cannot die. It is, and it hates all of humanity yeah, with it, a burning it, passion. It hates humanity. Um, and its its whole goal in life is to escape containment, kill everything. But then you have 999, who is a slime monster that cures depression and anxiety in anybody that touches it. And it's super cute. So but it's not just monsters, it's buildings, it's cave systems. God. It's basically any kind of thing that's like, considered what, what is called anomalous. Isn't 342 actually God? Uh, Yes, 343 is literally yeah, God, or at least that's what he claims to be. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> because anytime I hear 343, I immediately think about Halo and the impact of Guilty Spark itself. Uh... It has nothing Halo. to do with Halo. No, it's okay. literally just God. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Did the did the writers at Bungie happen to like dive so deep into some other foundation and be like, oh hey, yeah, no. that would be cool. So SCPs, all the it's basically it's set up to be like a mock database online for yep. anomalous beings and entities and and equipment and stuff like that, and it's it's mm-hmm. all numbered. So, Bro, you know, SCP. 
It's SCP games are sick. Okay. Yes, they are. Wait, they're yes. SCP games? Yes, yep. they're, they're, yeah. they're in the indie Horror style. games. Yes. Yeah, and they're yep. all horror. There is there is there is one. I don't remember how it's called, but I have it on Steam. Uh, sadly, sadly I cannot look. And I don't know how it's called, but you can literally go to the workshop and add like fucking five hundred other SCPs, and you can play it. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Yep. A, a good so, like, like a good like you just want to kind of cut something on and like watch it in the background or like I like to put like YouTube on when I'm gaming and yeah, stuff like that. For me it's either the Exploring series or Volgan. Uh SCP Explained is the one I liked. Or the SCP Illustrated. One. Bro Eldering great compilation. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> um okay, so hold on. Hold on. So is it are the people that either partake or know about SCP, are there people that actually take it, it, it there literally? There is. Don't. Are there people yeah, that we take don't, SCP we don't worry literally? about those kind of people. Okay, but for the uh, but for the majority, it's known as a as just a fictional work, as opposed to like some other conspiracy that there were people are like super gung-ho about it to the point where like they've actually taken action on the thing that they read. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, it's a, like, it's a running joke that um, I think even uh, SCP Explained did. Like, they did, like, an episode talking about the Foundation itself. And they're like, how do they get their money? And they're like, they could do a highly successful YouTube channel that, you know, <laughs> animates all their SCPs and um, makes informational videos that everybody believes is just parody and, you know, stuff like that, you know. Um, See, and now that Tony's here, I feel like Tony legitimately would be like, he's probably a deep cover SCP agent, like to embed himself with people Tony, like us. Do you us. know what the SCP is? I've seen some shit in my day. <laughs> so, what's crazy with this SCP thing is uh, because everything is numbered and they have to do with like cryptids, aliens, eldritch horrors, things like that, it reminds me of the classifications from like Lilo and Stitch, where like Experiment 626 is uh, Stitch, for example. But, like, I'm reading online, and, like, uh, there are some notable ones, like SCP-055 is something that causes anybody who examines it to forget what it is, making it incredibly indescribable, except for terms of what the fuck it isn't. Yeah, kind of like the silence in yes. Doctor Who. Yes, yeah. um, kind of, yes. It is basically... No, that's like exactly the, the, the what the that law, the, Oh, I know. I've seen Doctor Who. Have you? Uh, yes, I have. I don't think you have. Um, but uh, O five five is literally most of the entry is reading about what it isn't. Yeah, SCP 87 is a staircase that appears to descend infinitely and significantly inhibits any light within its space. The staircase is inhabited by SCP 87 one, which is described as a face without a mouth, pupils, or nostrils. Now there was a clip of a uh, Dude? Uh, some sort of uh, Japanese horror movie that had floated across my Facebook where these these people were climbing up a staircase and there was this giant face that was attached to like a spider kind of thing and if they made noise this thing came after them and that's all I can think about right now thinking or reading about SCP-087 um SCP-108 is a Nazi bunker system that's only accessible through a portal found in a woman's nose that says nose. I'm not reading house incorrectly. That is that is nose. Um, 
Could you imagine oh. having a portal to a Nazi bunker in your nose? Like every time you like did. How big is this woman? How about well, it? How about in the butthole? Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about um, that? SCP one seven one seven three is a humanoid statue that is made of rebar, concrete, and Krylon's oh, baby. Oh God, one seven three. It is Im- <laughs> it is immobile when it is directly observed, but it attacks people and breaks their neck when the line of sight is broken. It is extremely fast to the point where it can so, move multiple meters while the observer is blinking. Yep. So, uh, we, so murder, weeping angel, it's a murder peanut. Yeah, I was it's a fucking say, weeping like, angel. It's a uh, weeping angel, faster and deadlier. Yes. I don't like that. Did you, you? By the way, did you guys see um, that one this thing like, that uh, some person? It's had just a bunch of own. fucking plots from Doctor Who. Uh, like that's all this the, fucking is. Yeah, but with better writing. Just the thing where sometimes. Um, sometimes someone had their background on their computer monitor like animated and so it was a weeping angel and yep. they minimized the screen and it was looking at them and they freaked the fuck out yeah. i laughed my ass off oh look i uh, did that i did that on my computer for the longest time to fuck with people uh a good a, a good one to look into is uh 049 the plague doctor Ooh, cool. i'll get there uh scp 294 is a coffee vending machine that dispenses anything that does or can exist in liquid form, including on occasion abstract concepts. What? <laughs> Regardless of the properties of the substance chosen, the machine's poly Box? polycystrine cups appear to suffer no damage from the substances dispensing. I feel like this SCP thing, like the writers of Rick and Morty probably did a metric fuckload of acid and coke and then read these and were like, fuck it, we're putting it into a TV show. Like that, I feel like that coffee vending machine that can just dispense anything is absolutely something Rick would just do when he's bored. Like, why? Why not? Yeah. Uh, SCP four two six is a toaster that can only be referred to in the first person. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) It's a toaster that can only be referred to in the first person. So there's a whole ass SCP for a sentient toaster. Tony, did you create this? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't. I don't fuck with the SCPs that much, honestly. It's don't get me wrong. It's pretty uh impressive that it is one of the largest. What did they say? I got some weird facts on it one time. It's like the largest fictional based community ever on the internet. Like it is the largest network of information that so many different people have contributed to that it's insane. But personally not really down for the scp but that's just me that's just me you know that is okay you guys have to understand now for those of you who listen to prior episodes of this podcast you already know how fucking off the walls tony is mm-hmm. so if there is something about something out there that <laughs> tony is him? not comfortable, love comfortable about like that should make you feel a little uneasy right there Akil, uh, there are over six thousand scp entries yes Jesus. yeah i'm only reading one two three four more uh, SCP-999 is a safe class, safe class, orange slime-based entity that smells whatever is most comforting to each person. It has a friendly personality and is known to induce positive emotions on contact with humans and other organisms. Therefore, it is sometimes used as a tool by the SCP Foundation. <coughs> it just reminds me of Blobby from Hotel Transylvania. Like, kinda, just a friendly blob that kinda, comes in. Kind of, except the... if you touch it. Like if you have depression or severe anxiety or anything like that, it. and if you touch it and play with it, it cures that permanently. I think the best part is Did the designations you... they give things. 
Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say, did you go over the designations that they have for each? Okay. Of no, save oh, oh, oh. Euclid and Ketter. No, so no. Okay, okay. so, so safe guys... is so. Let me establish something here. Uh, safe is not just because safe. it is safe does not actually mean it is safe. That just means it's easy to contain. Euclid is. They don't really know how it works that well. It's pretty dangerous, but it's containment, and its containment is kind of hard if you don't do it right. Keter is, please, for the love of God, get this eldritch thing in a cage before it kills every single human. Yeah, like, if and we I have it mean... and it's classified as a Keter, um, don't let it out, because if you let it out, everything dies. And we're not talking Literally, about everybody, it... everything at the site. We're talking about everything in existence. It will kill huh. everything in existence if it gets the chance. Okay, so safe doesn't mean safe. Okay. See, because I just I'd be means the idiot, easy to contain. Yes. I'd be the idiot intern that's like, oh, this is safe. Let me go poke it. And then 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 shit goes wrong. Cool. Yes, Dr. Bright. <laughs> what is it? Oh. I don't I don't know what a Dr. Bright is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dr. Bright is an immortal asshole. <laughs> he can transfer his body between transfer his soul between multiple bodies, and that's how he keeps becoming immortal. And he's also the, Put it to you this way: There's like a 500 point long list of things he cannot do. Yeah. One of which is chainsaw throwers. What? That that is oddly specific. Though. Yes, 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 yes. Doctor yes, Bright is. is. <laughs> All right. Uh, imagine this. Just, 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 just think. Just think. How big of a fucking troll would you be if you had? Zero consequences. Like, you can't die or anything like that. You're immortal. Oh, my God. How yeah. big of a troll would you be? Oh, the God. Biggest. The biggest. Okay, that's Dr. Bright. <laughs> huh, okay. Um, SCP-1171 is a home whose windows are always covered in condensation. By writing in the condensation on the glass, it is possible to communicate with an extra-dimensional uh, entity whose windows are likewise covered in condensation. This entity bears significant hostility towards humans, but does not know that the Foundation members are humans. Huh. SCP-1609 is a mulch... A mulch. Um, okay. Is a mulch that teleports into the lungs of anyone who approaches it in an aggressive fashion while wearing certain uniforms. What? SCP, baby! It was a previously peaceful chair that teleported to whichever nearby person felt the need to sit down. But it entered its current aggressive state after being inserted into a wood chipper, wood chipper by members of the Global Occult Coalition. I feel like I'm reading fucking shit from Alex Jones's desk. Right oh, yeah, now. don't even get us like, started on the many factions of the in-universe. Yeah, the Church of the Ruined King. Um, Church of the Broken God. Oh, yeah, the Chaos Coalition. Time on their hands, bro. <laughs> that much time to read all this shit? Oh, like, wow. a lot of fucking words, dude. Like, here's the thing. I, like, Cotier, Cotier knows... Kotier knows the depths that I can go into Star Wars because he does it too. Because you're like, a nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Aye. Like you're I would, a nerd. I would, I would probably posit that of the people in this group, Kotier and I could not only go on for weeks about Star Wars, but sit there and throw like legitimate canon and lore back and forth at each other. Oh God, yeah. Because. Like, That'll just be the episode but, of ages. Yeah. That's that's gonna be like a full four hour podcast when that happens. Uh, it's gonna be like a nine parter <laughs> with special features and a director's cut. Yeah, right. Hey, but, Yanni, here's the thing. 
with with the depth that exists in Star Wars lore and canon, I feel like that doesn't scratch the surface to the depths of this SCP thingy. Oh. I'll put it, it to you this way, Akil. There are so many variations of the canon that it's that the, that there is no canon, but that everything is canon. Well, it also seems well, like it's like, living like, canon. Like, like as long as lore. members are contributing, like as long as people are alive and contributing as members of the SCP, it continues to grow and get even deeper. Like, 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 like and, and there's lore in between SCPs, like six eighty two and 079. Yeah, um, but they all or six eighty two and nine ninety nine. Yes, or, or um, CD and me. Or, or the plague doctor and the uh, comedy mask. I think that's 035. Yeah, that's 035. Yeah, but 049 and 035, like the comedy mask and the plague doctor. <laughs> that, cool. like, that there are two completely different stories depending on how you who you ask. So, Dr. Ghoul mentioned SCP-096, which is known guy. as the, oh, shy. the shy guy. So, yeah, apparently... Um, so, uh, here, I'll give you a good synopsis. He is a giant... He's like a two and a half or maybe even three meter tall, lanky dude with very long fingers, practically no skin pigment, and a very horrifying face, which, if you were to look at any... If you look at his face directly in a picture... In a vid, in a video game, anything other than an artist's depiction, you will he will chase you to the literal ends of the earth and kill you near instantly. There, there is absolutely nothing that can stop him from tracking down and killing. You can go to the center of the sun, and he will go there, burn off all his skin, and still kill you instantly. But what if I just held up a mirror and he saw himself? How is it that Tony immediately comes up with like a solution? Like, cause fight I'm... me, you little bitch! <laughs> no, I'm all right, sure look, look, Yanni, Yanni, that. Yanni, we need to have oh. an episode of like a little bonus episode of 682 and John and Tony coming up with ways to kill it. Bro, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna make SCP 099956-31 paragraph two, and it's gonna be called. Tony's hand mirror. And it's just gonna fuck everything, bro. Like, it's... Fuck this guy. I can't look at you. I don't give a shit. Look uh, at yourself. Look at yourself. Can you even kill something that literally survives the heat death of the universe, though? Have you fucking <laughs> <a> me, bro? <laughs> Actually, yeah. All right, all we look, have to do look, is have a, a 62 kill. listen to you for like an hour. And I, I, just I know, I know, I know we want to move bro. on, Akil. But I want you to look up, before we move on, I've got one more. 3008. Yanni, if you don't know the number. 3008. Oh, no, I was about to read that one. Okay, so I was about to actually read that one. So SCP-3008 is an IKEA retail store that has an infinite interior space with no outer physical bounds. SCP-3008-1, causing prospective customers to be trapped inside the building after they become lost within its associated pocket dimension. It Essentially contains, what you're saying is that it's a TARDIS. This is all Doctor Who shit. <laughs> it contains a rudimentary civilization founded by those customers who are forced to survive and defend against hostile creatures known as SCP-3008-2. They are tall, faceless humanoids wearing IKEA employee uniforms that become violently aggressive towards all humans during the dimension simulation of night in which lights go out. Look, 
this is Five Nights on Freddy's on fucking Coke. <laughs> like, I wouldn't play it. I already hate Five Nights. I wouldn't play Ikea Pocket Dimension D&D Go Fuck Myself. Like, no. Like, I have that's, questions. That's, yes? Is it just an Ikea building? On the outside. On the inside, it's, an, uh, it's, an, uh, it's a boundless pocket dimension once you go inside. So it's its whole dimension. So you just walk into this IKEA and you're in a new dimension. Yes, and it is infinite. All right, so like so, you so can't, there, found, there, you can't there, find there, a way out. There is there is a caveat to it. If you manage to go in and manage to leave on the day you go in before closing time, before lights out, you know you're fine. As long as you can get in the store and get back out within one day, like the the set hours of operation, you're good. Yeah. If you get if, if you don't find civilization yeah if you don't find pseudo civilizations by closing time or a safe split or a safe spot those employees will vibe check you so very here's, violently. here's a big thing for me and I know like I know that they're you know I'm pretty sure giant video games companies don't give a fuck that I exist but if one of them happens to be listening. Can you please make a video game, like even if it's a survival horror video game, of just that one, just the survive in IKEA one? Let alone because you could make it a fucking Souls game. We're playing Elden Ring right now for fuck's sake. Like we, you can make a open world sandbox thing inside of an IKEA, and as long as you get the licensing you need from IKEA to have aliens and fucking IKEA outfits, you're golden. Like. And there could be multiple civilizations, multiple weapon crafting. You get yourself a, a, I don't know how to pronounce anything inside of an Ikea, so I'm not going to try. But you get yourself some 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 Ikea sound and shit, you know, duct tape it the fuck together, and now you got weapons. Like, I feel like it'd be a really good survival horror game. But there is an SCP that was brought to my attention, and it is named SCP-049. It is a Euclid-class... Um, a creature which it is called the plague doctor um and first of all dr ghoul in chat said that they could spend so much time just talking with the plague doctor yes uh it is capable of speech through a variety of language though it tends to prefer english or medieval french that is threatening like it's very plague doctorish well hold no, on no, like no. if someone hmm Yes, there. All right, so there is a reason that they call him the Plague Doctor, and it's because he looks like a Plague Doctor. He has the cooked horned mask, the hat, you know, like the old brimmed hat that you would expect to see, the trench coat, and all that stuff. He looks exactly like somebody cosplaying a Plague Doctor. That's all. That's that's because it is. Okay, so here's the thing. So I brought up a quote unquote X ray imaging of Mm -hmm. SCP 049's facial structure. The yep. the pointy beak is not part of a mask. It is the actual bone structure of SCP-049. Yes, and the cloak like, and everything that he is wearing isn't actually clothes. That's actually his skin. Yeah, it's skin. Um, now, mind you, like you guys said earlier, so for those of you on the podcast or whatever that weren't paying attention, 049 um, is a Euclid-class... Uh, creature, which means, according to Yanni, that's the one that's you don't fuck with. Like it'll kill everything, right? No, that's is that better. Right? That's you, better. Euclid, Euclid is, is they don't understand kill, it. Yeah. All right. Euclid is it can kill everything, but we know how to contain it. Like, like oh, it's it's okay. it's somewhat reasonable. So, O four nine is sentient. 
and he sits down for interviews, talks with the foundation, all that stuff. And it's there's a huge backstory into like what he is and all this stuff. And you, you kind of gotta go off into the weeds. And it would literally take probably the next thirty minutes to explain all that stuff. But yes, he he is willing, almost willingly, in containment. Just like God. Yeah. Because God does just nope the fuck out of there sometimes. He literally just what? goes into his cell, makes it like a comfy, comfy cabin home, and then just says, "All right, I'm gonna stay here." Yeah. Yeah, Tony, did you did you by the way catch that SCP designation? Which one? SCP three four three is God. Um, oh. and I immediately contact connected that to like Halo. I was like, oh, like it's got to be fucking Guilty Spark. Like, why? why oh, wouldn't it's it just be? it's just me on my off days, bro. It's not a big deal. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I just nope the fuck out real quick. I got to go play Elden Ring. <laughs> I, I needed a nap, bro. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So this SCP thing, I swear to God, like, if there ever is a just a straight up, I'm sure they have their own podcast or YouTube channel or something. And I kind of want to be like, YouTube, yeah, there's several YouTube channels. There's like yeah. a million of them. I feel like one of these days I just need to be like Riglu and like enjoy some um, herbal remedies for my back and like watch or listen to a metric fuckload of SCP stuff. Number one, because, okay, it's not real. Let's get that out of the way. It's not right yeah no but it's it's listening, not real. listening to the worlds and universes that a collective humanity literally put together has got to be fucking interesting it already is so i feel like it would be nice to just kick back and listen to what humans create and try and be like oh this is what fellow humans made why is it a thing so are there any other SCP designations thingies or whatever that you guys want to bring to the attention of the podcast um, before we move on to the next thingy or anything uh, SCP related overall, I, I know we mentioned 035. And I, I feel like we should about, at least elaborate. I was about to say 035. It's essentially, they don't know what it is, but if you believe him, it's he's a god trapped in a uh, old divine comedy mask slash he's, tragedy. Okay, so there's two things about him one, he possesses the person who wears the mask. And two, he oozes this substance that melts human. Yeah, basically melts you down. Yep. So as you wear the mask, you are slowly being melted down, you, and he you, accrues you, all the knowledge in your mind. Yeah, essentially, you yourself die as soon as the mask goes on. There is no going back. There is no taking the mask off and living. Any person that the mask is put on is d done. So. And. Yeah, and the closer uh, you get to the mask, the more you temp you're tempted to wear it. Yeah, so. it has like psychic abilities, so it can talk to you if it gets close. Um, so what's also cool about it is it all it appears is either a comedy or a tragedy mask. So you see, like in the picture right there, it's a tragedy mask, right? Yeah, um, but it also appears as a comedy mask. But one of the anomalous properties of it is no matter what version of it you photograph that photograph will always appear as what it currently is. So, like, that picture right now, like, theoretically, if this was real, that picture right there would mean that currently it is in its tragedy mask state. And as soon as it swaps to its comedy state, then that picture would change. Every Interesting. Picture. 
Okay. Um, and he has a long storied history with uh, 049, the Plague Doctor. They've known each other for so, hundreds of years. What's interesting is that as I was reading through um, SCP-035, this this one here, the 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 mask or whatever, the weird masky thing, um, it has special containment procedures. It is to be kept within a hermetically sealed glass clay, glass case. With no fewer than ten centimeters and uh, or four inches thick, the case is to be contained within a steel, iron, and lead shielded room at all times. Doors are to be triple locked at all times, with the exception of allowing personnel in or out. No fewer than two armed guards are posted at any time. Guards must remain outside at all times and are not allowed inside of the containment room under any circumstances. A trained psychologist is to be on site at all times. Research personnel are not allowed to touch 035 at any time. 035 must be moved to a new sealed case every two weeks. The previous case must be disposed inside of 101, which at 101 is basically an infinite bag of holding from what I understood. Uh, as it shows no adverse reactions to 035's corruption. Anyone who comes into contact with 035 when it's in possession of a host is to be given an immediate psychological evaluation. Like, there's so much depth to, like, all of this oh, SCP yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, and just the, just, that... the, just the per containment procedures themselves are fascinating, because it's yeah. like, how do you contain an Eldritch Horror? Well, you triple lock him, make sure no one goes in, and you clean his uh, you clean and change his cell every every two weeks. And O35 well, has to be given regular host because it secretes this black ooze on it that will eat through anything. Like they haven't found anything that can stop it. And the longer that you keep it from a host, because it likes your to mom, probably people, um, the longer you keep it from a host, the worse it gets. And like, so, it just gets to a point where it'll overrun the room that it's in. And just like this black ooze and eventually break containment. So you basically have to sacrifice people. D class. Yeah. Okay. And that's what oh, Dr. Gould just said in chat. Is that uh, of the things I could be in the foundation, a D-class is definitely not one of them. They may as well be wearing a red shirt. So oh, they're more are... disposable than red shirts. Oh, yeah. What are these personnel... All right, D-class personnel are literally criminals, people on death row, people that are just horrific human beings. That the or foundation... even just regular civilians if they're desperate enough. Yeah, or you piss off the foundation. You piss off the foundation, you can become a D-class. Um, but they pull you in and like, so you talk about like one, seven, three earlier about, you know, the, you know, it can, if, if, if somebody's not looking at it, it'll kill everybody. They send them in there to clean the room because if they fuck up and you know, one of them looks away and they all die, then, oh, well, we're not out anything. We don't actually pay these people anything or anything like that because they're criminals. Um, yeah. Also, the one seven three secretes uh, poo and blood, uh, secretes uh, blood and feces, which is why they have to clean it. Yep. Ew. Yeah, I, I don't get that detail, but it's it's a little. It was one of the uh, one of the possibilities of where one seven three originated from was to um, the sculpture that created it was to show the dichotomy of man. About like yeah, all man, all, all all man is good for is bleeding, shitting, and then uh, constant attention has to be gave to it. So I have an idea for a for a podcast episode. This we we allow Tony to pick a classification, rank, and um, 
a, a job title. And we basically look through the SCP and give him little simulations. Like, what would you do to either contain or kill X? Like, <laughs> oh, like I'm like down. I'm here fun. for it. I am here for it. You you could make you could make an entire episode of Tony. How would you try to kill six eighty two? Right. And no, no, no. So I I a thousand percent want to do this because okay. Then, so check this out. There's um there's there's classifications for types of data. Uh, and I'm mainly reading this out for, well, everybody, but also so Tony understands. So zero, uh, zero level security clearance is non-essential personnel. Everybody can get that information. Level one is uh, uh, confidential information. Level two is restricted. Level three is secret. Four is top secret. And five is thaumil, which is like the highest, whatever security clearance whatever right so i would assume if we're about to send tony into battle we throw a fucking file that's just oh five at him and just here's you go like this is the info oh the oh five um, council we could have an entire episode about them oh great there's a yeah. council. okay i feel like i've just stepped in shit and i don't know what i stepped in <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you just stepped um, in shit and you don't know who's in, what animal it is yeah. yeah i have no idea what i stepped in it's just there and it's on my shoe and it won't get off Dude, we can um, we can have an entire episode there's probably there's probably a file on that one. Just 001. What's 001? Oh, yeah. you know what? I don't know. The thing is, there are so there are multiple 001s. <laughs> there isn't just the 001. There's which 001 are you talking about? The giant angel that guards the gate to heaven? Or are you talking about the time the sun did a little trolling and melted everybody into blobs? Oh, okay. But on the SCP Foundation's website, this is what it says when I looked up SCP 001. <clears throat> the following files have been classified top secret by order of the administrator. General notice 001-alpha. In order to prevent knowledge of SCP-001 from being leaked, several no-false SCP-001 files have been created alongside the true files. All files concerning the nature of SCP-001, including the decoy decoys, are protected by a, a mimetic kill agent designed to immediately cause cardiac arrest in any non-authorized personnel attempting to access the file. Revealing the true natures of SCP-001 to the general public is cause for execution, except as required under Redacted, Redacted, Redacted. Warning. Any non-authorized yes. personnel accessing this file will be immediately terminated through Berryman Langford Mimetic Kill Agent. Scrolling down without proper mimetic inoculation will result in your immediate cardiac... Oh, you know what? I'm going to scroll down. Do it. Yeah. Okay, before I go, if you start getting into SCP, the reoccurring theme is redacted. Yes. Just get ready for a lot of redacted. I was ready. I was ready. Some of my favorites of 001 is Ouroboros Cycle, The Scarlet King, The Gate Guardian. Um. The Sun something. What is the Sun one called? I can't remember. Uh, The Factory. That's another good one. So yep. here's here's a. Bunch and the thing of is, all of, a lot of it's really well written, especially the Ouroboros cycle. Yeah, it is God. literally like a four. You could there's a, a four minute. hour video explaining the entire, giving the synopsis of the entire story. Hey guys, take a look at stream real quick. So this yep. one here, hold on. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Well, no, no, no. So check this out. There are newly declassified ones, right? And blah 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 blah. There's code names all over the place. But this one has a code name that's consistently changing on my screen live as we are mm -hmm. checking it out. 
That sounds about right. So, yeah, okay. Lock and uh, Pikmin. Hey, hold on. Here's one for Cotier. Codename Weezhog, the Deadly Moose, Drew Bear, and Dexanote. So I feel you know like about him? Moose. <laughs> Fuck if I know. So, um, a lot of the names, the code names are the people that wrote it. Oh, well, and this then, one's and then all to the, two names. I know. Probably whoever did that was got fancy with the code name. The, the oh. black off to the side is what the actual SCP would be. Oh. Yeah. So, like, the Gate you know, Guardian right there from Dr. <laughs> Dr. Clef. I like how it's Clef is the one that wrote the Gate Guardian. I What I love the most is, like, these all sound like bosses from a Souls game. Like, the fact that this isn't a thing. Oh, when day or, breaks, that's what it's called. Sorry. Oh, yeah. The fact that this isn't a thing is, like, it, it almost makes me sad because there's so much lore that can be extrapolated into a Souls Elden Ring whatever the hell style game that would be beautiful. So I think that's possible. Oh, also uh, back to the Tony fights the world thing. Uh, He would definitely be given a class a designation uh, because class E is like field agents that are super disposable. Um, And then there are staff titles, Um, containment specialist, researcher, security officer, tactical response officer, Field agent, mobile task force operative, site director, and O5 council member. Oh, Tony would just have a field day with all the uh, mobile task forces. I feel like Tony is a mobile task force. I am a juggernaut. (laughs) Oh yeah, one of the mobile task force literally employs um, Kane, as in the biblical character Kane. Oh yeah, Kane and Abel are both SCPs. What? And Kane is literally an unstoppable badass that they have to seal in an undersea uh, super facility that they constantly flood because he keeps escaping. Yep. So if Supernatural, the TV show, is anything to go by, like the 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 like you you guys remember Kane's blade uh, in that show by any chance? No. Uh, well, Kane possesses uh, a blade that he made out of the jawbone. I believe of Abel, if I remember correctly. I feel like again, Tony would number one want a one v one Kane, take that weapon, and then go start fighting other cryptids. Yeah, like, Kane is zero seven three and Abel zero seven six. This is wild. I didn't realize Abel just like, lights was... everything on fire. Kane is like a scythe wielding badass. They can oh. both catch these H A N D S. It's so wild. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dr. Ghoul said, I think we've created another secure, contain, protect agent. So, I mean, so that's what SCP stands for then. Yes. Like, just to, just to reiterate for anyone who's new to tuning in or whatever, is secure, contain, protect. Huh. Okay. That's wild, though, that, again, there is just so much depth to this entire SCP, to the point where... When I was scrolling down and it said, you know, don't scroll down, like, this is this is potentially harm. Like, I kind of felt it in my chest. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to scroll, man. Someone's watching. Oh, shit, I'm looking out the window. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's yeah. really well written. And the way they've done it is, like, so immersive. And I barely scratched the surface. Like, oh, you haven't even touched an ice cube on this glacier. Yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. Let's see. I have a feeling that many of the creators of SCP watched Friday the 13th the series as a child. I feel like... So are there other notable characters 
that we know of in like 1830 you know movies or tv or anything like that like jason or freddy or whatever that are actually contained in the scp or you know logged in the scp or are they all uniquely Uh, things so there is a there there's a one scp of if it's a vhs of tupac shakur and they use it to solve crimes or there's not making uh, this or there's the um the Reagan videotape. Oh yeah, the, the, that one's just like that one feels like a creepypasta. I don't really like that one too yeah. much. Okay, so hold on. I just I I didn't believe what Yanni said, not that I don't trust Yanni, but that it is so stupidly out there that I didn't I didn't think it was a thing. But SCP-2137 Object object class has been reduced from Keter and Euclid. It is Thaumiel. When not be when not being used, it's supposed to be kept within a typical electronic ten meter ten digit metal safe uh, in the safe wing of Site Twenty Three. Due to Twenty One Thirty Seven's uh, anomalous effect having been determined to have no range limit, wireless and broadcast media can be used but should be monitored closely. Um, a lot of this is stricken. Uh, because I guess do I don't know how long the SCP has been around, but I'm guessing like they make redactions like this as technology changes. Because one of the redactions did say it's basically as oh, as as the lore keeps going, shit changes. Yeah, so you'll exactly. you'll read down through here and you'll see like amendments to the file, and you'll see like oh shit, something fucking happened, and now we have to fucking change yeah. this shit. So let me let me read what this is. I guess. <clears throat> On the rare occasion that non-foundation organizations cannot address the situation presented in the instance of SCP-2137-1, O5-9 has given authorization to activate MTF-339, otherwise dubbed the Suge Knights, <laughs> okay. to take any and all measures necessary to reach a resolution to the problem. Operational success will be indicated by a new instance of 2137-1. Personnel who attempt... Uh, or who examine or attempt to interact with SCP-2137 must ask Dr. Kivowitz for authorization beforehand, which will then be pending O5 clearance. The description of 2137 is a single compact disc copy of Me Against the World, a hip-hop album by the artist Tupac Shakur released in 95. Physical examination may as well as well as laser testing, indicates that the CD was one of the initial release, manufactured and distributed in 95. Conventional testing of the disc itself reveals identical results to a non-anomalous copy of the album. The case and lining notes have been determined to have no anomalous qualities, and the physical makeup and encoding of the disc appear completely normal. However, Upon playing track 7, which is normally heavy in the game, the listener will encounter an instance of SCP-2137-1. The anomaly takes the form of a spontaneously generated, professionally produced song featuring Tupac Shakur and various styles within the hip-hop genre. Though each instance of 2137-1 generated is unique, they share commonalities in terms of subject matter. The central focus of the song invariably addresses a crime, almost always a murder or series of murders, and then gives necessary anecdotal evidence or information to correctly identify and prosecute the killer, even going so far as to specify prosecutors or recommend uh, vigilante justice. 
the oh. examination of SCP-2137-1 has been determined to have a definite causal nature. The manner in which 2137-1 instances are copied onto 2137 has yet to be ascertained. That's as that's fucking bonkers. Like even that. Did you guys did you guys ever play LA Noir? Yes. Yeah. I feel like you could do a noir style video game out of just SCP-2137. Like you just get to bop along to Tupac. If you know, if it doesn't want to work, you call in the Suge Knights. You have to get authorization from an O5-9 to to use it. And then when you use it, you're solving crimes. This is a fucking modern day noir crime video game. Like I'm about it. Um so yeah. Any other uh, notable SCP? I'm sure there are a thousand, but like any other ones that you think would break our brains before we continue. Uh, a funny one that I always like, and Yanni will know this one, is SCP-000-J. Yeah. So anything that ends in a J, and if you go up to the top of like the SCP, it says like SCPs by series, and you see where it says J, they're written as jokes. They, they really are. But the triple zero is hilarious, because it is basically <laughs> a department store catalog that you can order any SCP in. So... <laughs> SCP-000 is supposed to be kept in this glass case in Professor Snyder's office. If it is to be removed for study, it has to be returned by the end of the day. Copies can be made of the contents. No purchases may be made from the artifact's contents without level 3 clearance and must be paid from one's own pocket. 000 and any copies made cannot leave facility grounds. It is a full-color 200-page catalog on gloss paper. The front page reads, the official SCP sales catalog, in large red letters on the front with a yellow star that reads, hundreds of bargains, in the lower right-hand corner. In the center of the magazine is a picture of Dr. Jack Bright, holding, smiling and holding what appears to be 066 in his hand. When questioned, Dr. Bright insisted that he had never, such, had, never had a picture taken. The catalog contains pictures and information of almost every single artifact known. Uh, though the information on each object is written more like a sales pitch than an official document. Prices, item numbers, and an order number are also listed. The bottom of the cover reads, Our best issue ever, suggesting that there might be more issues of 000 floating around. However, this is still being investigated. Besides artifacts, 000 also includes a list of SCP-related merchandise, including t-shirts, books, DVDs, and even video games and action figures, all of, our, all of which are based off of known SCP artifacts, phenomena, creatures, and personnel. Administration denies ever authorizing the creation or distribution of the magazine or anything else that it sells. There, is, there are examples now, just of, of shit from the catalog. Like, uh, item number 63, the world's greatest toothbrush. Don't let the typo fool you. This toothbrush is out of this world. No toothpaste needed. Just gently scrub your teeth, and like magic, all that nasty plaque is completely obliterated. And for those here for this one countertop stains, look no further than the world's greatest toothbrush, available in blue, pink, and green. Also, it is definitely misspelled. It is not toothbrush; it is toothbrush. T o t h b r u s h. One eh, word. Either way. Um, but I honestly, okay. Do you guys ever listen to D and D podcast by any chance? Yes. Hey. Which wait? Which one? The Adventure Zone specifically. Uh, no. Yes. So the the Adventure Zone, um, it's a really good D and D podcast. If you haven't listened to it, please do. But they have a thing that they did in their first series where players would basically submit items to the fantasy Costco, 
And then when the players got back to do their shopping, they would go to the fantasy Costco. And so they would go there and have players submitted items that they could go shopping with. Now, hopefully, you know, they don't listen to this and go, oh, my God, he said fantasy Costco sing song. We're going to sue the shit out of him because I don't have anything to sue for. Um, Like you guys would literally just take away, I don't know, a bottle of vape liquid. I have nothing. But the way that this is written is like you could take this SCP-000J and run it into a D&D campaign. I mean, you could do any, like all this mm-hmm. SCP shit, you could shove into a D&D campaign. I mean, for fuck's sake, uh, Coats here, if you want, for the D&D campaign that uh, we're talking about running uh, live on stream, if you want to do an SCP instance where all of us end up in fucking Ikea, by all means. Like, I feel like that'd be funny as fuck. Like, there's just so much bullshit that exists with this SCP thing that you could source and create endless amounts of D&D stuff, uh, period. And then Dr. Ghoul said, I can't go on without mentioning Dr. Uh, go out without mentioning Dr. Wondertainment and his stuff. Oh, God. Oh, uh, no. oh God! Not Wondertainment. No, we I'm gonna leave that goal, explanation goal. up to you. Guys. We don't have enough time to go into Wondertainment <laughs> today. We can't even. Cool. <laughs> we if we have to mention him, we have to mention the little misters, and then we have to talk about at least two of the little misters. <laughs> I'm so lost. I feel like I feel like what this is what this has done is this has basically spawned. A at least two episodes of SCP shit. Number one is going to be like a a intro or guide to the SCP as told by Yanni and Taylor with all of us tagging along like children on little like you know how in school field trips now they got to like kind of almost leash the kids together so they don't get lost. That's kind of what this is going to be. Like all of us, myself, like, y'all better take your crazy like, pills if you're going to be like, leashed to me and uh, Yanni. That's what I'm saying. Like, all of us are going to just, you know, tag along with you two as you lead us through the stupid, wondrous world of the SCP. The second episode that I want to do is Tony versus the SCP. Or maybe not versus the SCP, but like, basically creating an SCP agent through the eyes of Tony. And like, what he would do, plan prep for specific SCP instances. He would, so, be, he would be Dr. Bright with more combat experience i don't know what that means but sure dr bright's the one that's immortal and he's just a dick or he's not a dick he's just a troll um, i feel like both <laughs> of those are, i was gonna say i feel like both of those are literally tony yeah dr bright like, dr bright's the one that we were talking about earlier that the scp foundation has a list of like over 500 things that dr bright is not allowed to do <laughs> i feel like i feel like okay if Tony be if Tony is the next Dr. Bright, which I guess you could just call him Dr. Dark, I don't know. Like he would like there's got to be some sort of either handler, cartographer or whatever, like some sort of scribe that is there to basically write down the things that Bright can and cannot do. That's probably my job for Tony. Let's see like how long that's he is actually <laughs> Like it's just me going like okay, Tony wants to take a tactical nuke on deployment. No. Like, mm-mm. You're not allowed to do that. And then Tony's going to give me giant puppy dog eyes as to why he can't. And I have to remind him, Tony, you cannot go nuking things. Like, I, I can't. I can. <laughs> All right, so the, the complete list right now is on the SCP wiki is there's 287 things that Dr. Bright is not allowed to do. 
Revised list, please note, no more additions are being allowed. This list is meant as a joke and not a blah, blah, blah. Dr. Bright is not allowed to feed anything with peanut butter to cane. Aww. Telling new researchers that you can tame 682 with a rolled up newspaper and a tubby rub is not is not allowed. No longer allowed to challenge Abel to unwinnable games like tic-tac-toe. It was three weeks Come before on! Abel conceded to a draw. Um, Let's see. Attempting to disprove 343 to 343 is a horrible idea. Agents are still studying the resulting paperweight, supposedly so heavy that 343 should not be able to lift it. Now, reminder, 343 is God. <laughs> uh, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> number seven. While this is while it is true that no one expects the SP, SCP Inquisition, that is only because there should be no such thing. So I already I already have a rule. Doctor Bright so, is not king of anywhere or queen. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> Here you go, Tony. Although it is entirely possible to use SCP SCPs currently under the control of the Foundation to create tentacle monsters, no. One, not even if Dr. Palmer asks nicely. <laughs> this list is bullshit, bro. So I, I already have a rule for Tony, by the way. I on I just had a weird like hair in my beard to go Google this and see if it existed. It does. So as my first official rule for SCP, whatever the fuck we're des designating Tony. Tony is not allowed to interact with SCP-330. 330 is a small round stainless steel bowl filled with a variable amount of individually wrapped pieces of candy. Taped uh -oh. to the side of the bowl is a handwritten note that says, take no more than two, please, with exclamation points. If you attempt to remove the note, it will fail. You won't be able to get the note off. It is there. You can't remove the note. And they've tried. But. When a quantity of candy that is greater than two is removed, regardless of how you try and remove it, the offending person has both of their hands immediately severed at the wrists by an unknown method. Period. I can't have Tony going out being a secret agent for the SCP without fucking hands. You're not allowed to fuck with this candy bowl. I'm just going to carry the candy bowl places <laughs> and ask people if they want some. And then when they grab a handful, I'm just taking their candy. <laughs> I knew Tony would find a way to, to weaponize this that. shit. Yeah, dude. I don't need to defeat that, bro. That's freaking me. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, that almost becomes a win-win for Tony. Because the moment that the offender takes multiple pieces of candy and their hands fall off, I'd imagine the hands that are holding the candy drop the candy on the ground. And then Tony <laughs> gets free candy. <laughs> This is right why now. Tony is Dr. Bright, okay? Number 24, not allowed to lead a mobile task force against UIU <laughs> under any circumstances without inviting Dr. Cliff. And then against blah, 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 without is stricken out, and it says at all. In fact, just stay 500 <laughs> feet away from any mobile task force at all times. You know how they put the addition of, like... That that Dr. Bright is not allowed to go somewhere without another without like the other doctor basically handler. Oh, Cleft is just that's, as bad. No, that's what I'm saying. That's basically me. Like I'm I have to exist to balance Tony. Like, cause 
A Tony without a me is unchained and dangerous. I'm pretty sure Tony is an SCP. Tony, are you an SCP? Um, I can't confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs> my existence is what it is. And uh, if you take it as I exist in your reality, maybe, maybe. See, that answer is already on par. But no, like, if Dr. Bright has to be in company, accompanied by an equally batshit crazy person that balances his irrationality with absolute rationality, that's me and Tony. Like, Tony is basically trying to run off going, I want to do the thing. And me going, you can't do the thing. You're going to obliterate humanity. Like, don't do that. I'm like, going to do the thing. Fuck him. <laughs> so, Okay. I feel like we've prattled on about the SCP for quite some time. Do you guys have it's been any an hour? hour? <laughs> Has it been, really on this been an hour? We've been on this topic for an hour. <laughs> it's fun. I, mean, I don't disagree. We I'm have, just saying that we've been at it for an hour. We have spurned two podcast episodes already off of just the fucking SCP. So just <laughs> it has been kind of productive. But no, besides, I'm I'm fucking here for it. Besides the SCP, unless you guys have anything else you want to uh, bring up SCP-wise... Quit asking me that. There are six th over 6,000 SCPs. Okay, that's fair. Okay, we're just moving. We're moving <laughs> yeah, forward. Moving, moving forward. right <laughs> along. So, uh, one of the ones that Ari kind of blew my brain with about something that apparently exists to the point where BuzzFeed actually did an article... Now, granted... I'm not saying BuzzFeed is a completely and totally trustworthy source for things. Like, if we're talking Call? about just always listicles all the time, sure, BuzzFeed. But BuzzFeed has now a thing where they do unsolved mysteries. Mystery. I've watched oh, all of them on YouTube. They're so good. So I have like seen from a like the original one. series um, called Unsolved Mysteries? No. Yes, uh, by BuzzFeed. Yes? No. Is that no, by BuzzFeed? No. They have the original one show, hell no. BuzzFeed. No, no. You're thinking of the other unsolved mysteries. No, like thinking about the original, own, like the TV yeah. show. Yeah, BuzzFeed has their own like YouTube series of it, and it's fucking huh. great. It's yeah, so, so funny. The one Ari told me about is called the Real Life Men in Black. Um, which Tony, if you've seen all of the BuzzFeed thingies, do you want to take lead on this one? Um, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, okay. So apparently. <coughs> Apparently, the real-life Men in Black operate in a fashion that the way that the movie has depicted the Men in Black to operate, except for they don't have any skin tone. They either have colorless or just dead eyes, and apparently they're horrific to look upon. But they are people. Like, they're, they're humanoid whatever people. And uh, according to this BuzzFeed article, <clears throat> some dude in Puget Sound in 1947 had claimed that he took photographs of UFO debris and government agents came over and told him to keep quiet. That was the first apparent, like, recording of Men in Black or someone who basically was, like, there to be like, hey, shh, shut up, right? But apparently... They there are two theories that exist for these men in black. The first one is that they are a government entity that regulates UFO sightings to prevent mass hysteria. The other one is that men in black are actually aliens. So like they're they're aliens that take on human personifications to get humans to shut the fuck up about aliens because I guess you know if you're crash landing on Earth, which why would the fuck would you want to come here? Like if anything, they crash like, landed. They didn't want to come here. 
I was gonna say because Earth is basically the Florida of the universe. Like we we give that us we idea. know of. I mean, true. There is probably an Australia out there. Like, let's. You're not wrong. It's probably a good tourist destination to watch humans be stupid, but like from a distance. Oh my god! Oh my god! They're gonna do it again! They're gonna do it again! Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it's basically it's basically um like Earth Bobby gets just popcorn. Again, you know how we talked about Bobby! Rick and Morty basically getting inspiration from the SCP? Like, I feel like Earth is just a TV series the way Rick and Morty described Earth as a TV series. And people, like, aliens just tune in and watch Earth. Like, we're, we're pretty silly, objectively speaking. Now, silly being, like, we have a lot of drama and dumb shit that we do because we're stupid. Oh, yeah, no, um, you're not wrong. But yeah, like there's there's apparently uh, instances from the 40s, the 70s, 2002, and 2008 where Men in Black have investigated uh, UFO teams, gone into places like a um, uh, like to people that have seen UFOs, and like took all video footage away, everything like that. Like apparently they're just a real life entity that exists, and will be like, hey. Shut the fuck up. So that's a thing. I didn't know about it. I thought it was just a funny thing that, you know, there was a movie made out of called The Men in Black. But apparently BuzzFeed says it's a thing. So take that for, you know, what you will, I guess. Um, What do you guys think? I believe it. Oh, yeah. yeah? I feel like Spatuli and Tony would just square up with these guys. I'm, like, I'm still trying to collect my thoughts after the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 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 fair. So, if you want to, uh, Tony Taylor, like all y'all who are heavier into cryptids, we can do a line of a bunch of different cryptids before we get back into oh, some conspiracy. I was going to say, speaking of like the Men in Black and stuff like that, um, just keep in mind that the CIA, um. In 2019, the um, budget just for um, the the black budget, which if you don't know what a black budget is, most government or governments around the world have that, and it's basically we're asking for this money, and none of y'all fuckers are gonna find out what we use it for. Um, there's really no accountability to it or anything like that. It's that's why they call it a black budget. It's where like black ops and all that stuff come from. Um, in 2019. The CIA's black budget was $82 billion. Why? For shit like the you... in black and stuff like that. Allegedly. Alleged, allegedly. Fuck them um, motherfuckers. It's, it's so they could help contain Bigfoot, you know, shit like that. Speaking of Bigfoot, amazing transition. That is our next cryptid that we're going to be talking about. Um, now, I kind of wish that uh, Fat Balls was here. Because he said that there is a Bigfoot museum near his house well, that he goes to that has a shit, like a Bigfoot shit. I kill it's only about an hour hour from you. Is it really? Yes, it's up on um Carry five seventy five north. Why are you talking is... about the Bigfoot Museum? Yeah, it's right up there yeah. in Blue Ridge. Uh I've been there before when I went camping with my buddies up in Blue Ridge. We visited the uh, yeah, I told you about that. Yeah. So, okay, so you guys, because I feel like you guys not only have been to the museum, but you know more about Bigfoot than I do. I always I know assume... jack shit about Bigfoot. I went to oh. the museum, blanked out, and then just all of a sudden I was back <laughs> into the campsite. That's literally yeah, it. 
for me, I feel like if a Bigfoot exists, it's got to be in like some remote forest thing that's not really touched by humans, and it's just a Bigfoot a... doesn't currently exist. Bigfoot used to exist. Oh, okay. So go on, like just go off. Kid. Yeah, it used to be Jake. Well, I no, guess yeah, I Gigant- don't know to... yes. yeah, that's what they think Bigfoot really was. It's basically just like a, uh, I think it's like a nine to eleven foot um, primate. That walk bipedal like humans do. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where oh. the whole theory of like is Bigfoot the missing link in evolution and all that stuff between yeah. Well, I feel like if Bigfoot was as big as like nine to eleven feet tall, and that would be the missing link between primates to humans, we have significantly fucked up because we are <laughs> we are so much shorter and probably stupider if something like Bigfoot has avoided every kind of observation and capture for as long as Bigfoot was alive. And that just tells me that, you know, a quote-unquote lesser evolved bipedal thing, being able to avoid drone footage, security footage, all like fucking FLIR cameras, for those of you who don't know, like they're uh, heat cameras. Infrared. Yeah, they're infrared heat cameras and shit like that. No. Like, if if something like Bigfoot can avoid all of that, we as humanity fucked up. We are de- we are devolving from that, and I I also say that because I I wish I was maybe a little bit taller. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. You're already it's... a fucking skyscraper. Shut up. Hey, hey man. your joints already hey. hurt enough, don't they? Hey, man, look, a couple extra inches never hurt nobody. There you go. I, I mean, that, granted, like it it does suck sometimes being tall. Like the back pain fucking blows, but. It is nice to just be tall. And like if if the missing link was anywhere from like you said like 9 feet to 11 feet and I'm only sitting here like 6 and less than a half feet tall, I got some growing to do. Like fuck. So, okay. So that's the Bigfoot. Um the next one is the Chupacabra, which Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh what was it? Oh, hold on. I've been looking mm-hmm. for this quote. There's a quote? I'm just looking for a quote in regards to Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just trying to find it. That's fine. Well, while you while you look for it, I'm curious, like, there may not be that many problems trying to connect Bigfoot to humans, though. Like, have you seen some football players? Yeah. Those dudes are fucking monsters. And then, like, football players are one thing. But if you guys have ever watched Australian football, which is not rugby, I need people to understand this. There is football, hand egg, and uh, rugby, and then Australian football. Like, football, hand egg, same thing. I'm saying this for anybody internationally who's listening. But Australian football, it's basically... internationally they call it hand egg? It is hand egg, because football is soccer. So does that mean they have good hand egg coordination? Yes. Oh my god, I fucking hate you. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it, we're done. You're the one that mentioned it. Why are you blaming him? I feel, I feel like we're going back to the SCP shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so I found, what, I found what I was looking for. Okay, go for it. Alright, and this is to quote uh, the late, great, most amazing Mitch Hedberg. Rest his soul. I love Mitch. I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry, and that's extra scary to me. There's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Look out! He's fuzzy. 
Let's get out of here. Oh, Honestly, no, 144p, my greatest nightmare. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that Mitch Hedberg, legendary comedian. Amen to that. Piece. But Mitch uh, Hedberg, nobody else can can deliver Mitch Hedberg's jokes like he could. No, no, no God, I, no. I, I, I didn't even attempt to try. I was like, just like trying to get the candy yeah, tip. Yeah, I, God, I, I, I can't, I can't fucking saying. do that shit. I can't get that. I can't do that shit. But like nobody else could be successful doing that kind of comedy. Oh fuck no! You know, like there was actually was one, um, one, one in a lifetime. Like that, Mitch was it. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. There was a, there was a, I believe it was like a documentary or like a small uh, thing covering Mitch Hedberg. And like, it talked about how he had such insane anxiety before he went up on stage. But like, that is also where he found his home. Like, and that's why when he would stutter or like things like that, it's because of that incredible like anxiety that was kind of crushing, but it lent itself to such incredible delivery with his comedy if you guys haven't and i'm talking to all of our podcast listeners all of you who are live with me right now like well yes i didn't that's not the drugs that he used to combat the crippling anxiety that he had like that like you can't write headberg humor not blitzed out of your mind like you can't deliver that kind well, of make, humor like he did without being blitzed out of your mind well yeah because like the connections that he made or the way that he saw things to then connect them to one another no like you couldn't do that like you were saying unless you were crazily chemically altered like he's a legendary comedian and i mean like when i talk about legends like legends are like fucking uh george carlin mitch hedberg like mm. those are the old fucking gods of comedy and you just you don't have it anymore there's something different about it that just i don't know i i do miss listening to mitch hedberg's jokes though it's awesome anyway um we were talking about bigfoot and then the the australian football league the only reason i bring that up is because those those football league players are taller and bigger than me and spatuli and that's their smallest player so I can understand that there might be a missing link from Bigfoot's size and dimensions to these, like, just mammoths that are literally beating the shit out of each other for sport. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't seen it, go to YouTube, look up AFL Big Hits. It will make your balls cringe. Like, it's ruthless because it's a full contact sport. And if you get knocked the fuck out, they don't stop the game. The game keeps moving and you get carted off when there's a free space for people to come get you. Like it's brutal. But speaking of brutal, let's get into the uh, Chupacabra, which I've heard is ruthless and brutal and possibly adorable. I have no idea. What do you guys know about the Chupacabra? It's the Mexican goat eater. Mexican lizard eats all them goats. No, doesn't eat the goats. Sucks the blood out. Same thing. No, different. He's right consuming. Different. He's consuming parts of the goat. It's a vampire Hence eating. animal. Yeah. It, it... You guys remember Binocula? It's like that, but with goats. Oh, Binocula. No, no, he's not the, eating. The he's bunny. drinking. That's, that's, that's what he the drinks animals. He gets, yeah. So he, he sh- drinks. An- he makes goats into uh, Capri Suns. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, he could. He could pre He could pre goats and cows 
He also eats their internal organs, which is fucking weird and strange. Well, what's even stranger is that we're, I mean, I'm referring to him as a he because we don't know what the fuck it. That's also true. It. Hey, there you go. It's I just probably some kind of like Incan or Mayan or Aztec curse or something that somebody fucked up hundreds <laughs> ago. Well, there's a history here. So in, 70, in 1975, a series of livestock killings in the small town of Mocha were attributed to El Vampiro de Mocha, the vampire of Mocha. Initially, it was suspected that the killings were committed by a satanic cult. Later, more killings were reported around the island, and many farms reported loss of life. Each of the animals was reported to have had the body bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. The first one was eventually attributed, attributed to the actual chupacabras in 1995, eight sheep were discovered dead in Puerto Rico, each with three puncture rooms in the chest area and reportedly drained of blood. A few months later in August, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolentio reported seeing the creature in the Puerto Rican town of Cañovanas, where as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. Huh. Huh. Okay. Um, and then in chat, I knew, I knew Oliver was going to say some shit only because for those of you who don't know, Oliver like breeds goats and has his own company that involves goats. So literally he just said, yo, fuck that freak. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you could say he is the man that stares at goats. Yes. I mean, he is goat man. Don't make me get the candles out and start chanting. <laughs> you know, so I, I I guess uh, Oliver, you guys may want to start like burning some sage or some shit. <laughs> like I I don't know what you do to ward off a chupacabra, but now that you got not live in freaking Mexico or Southern or Texas or Puerto Rican, yeah, or Puerto Rico. <laughs> like just I guess you're in Georgia, and I guess you know. I mean, heavily... look, I'm pretty sure the population where he lives rarely, uh, if ever, practice Santa Maria, so he's good. <laughs> nah, fuck well, that. Put out there in the field a Tannerite goat, bro. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, Just can, a... <laughs> an, inter an interesting thing that you could propose is it's something that come from Skinwalker Ranch. Wait, what is a Skinwalker Ranch? What the Go fuck? On. You don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is? Go on. Oh Dude, I don't God. know shit oh, no, about... It's just oh. one of the... Uh, Tony, I'm just proposing that maybe the Chupacabra is one of the beings that originated from Skinwalker Ranch. No, okay, hold on. You gotta dumb it down for the stupids here, me, about what a Skinwalker Ranch is. Also, before we before you educate me, uh, Oliver did say I do have thermals. So, I mean, if a chupacabra's coming out there, like, it's gonna have to put up a fight with Oliver and... What if it doesn't put off a thermal signature? Motion tracker? I do like the idea of a Tannerite goat, though. Like... Totally down for the Tannerite goat. Like you always hear of the sacrificial lamb. At this point, it's the sacrificial goat. Nah, at that at that point, it's it's the war crime goat. <laughs> yeah. Now, podcast, we are not suggesting that you feed Tanner right to goats. I don't <laughs> think I need to clarify this. Don't do that. According um, to the Geneva Convention, it is as of 1980, put strapping explosives to a dog or any animal is a war crime. Do you have this memorized? Perhaps. Maybe. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, about but see, hold on. Here, here, war crimes we have. So, 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 hold on. Here's the difference, though, right? Isn't it only a war crime if you're in an act of war? 
Not, I, I think it's always war crime for like, yeah, like if you're not in war, you can still get charged with war crimes. I think they just call them crimes at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it see, doesn't but... magically become unillegal when we're not at war. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's kind of like how the uh, one of my favorite uh... knives in all of existence is absolutely illegal ever since World War II. Um, it's the Jagged Commando, and it is. It is a war crime to use one, period. Like, because the wounds that it creates are impossible to... Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, you get stabbed by one of those motherfuckers, you're dead. And it's not... It's it's because, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's basically almost like a spike that's been twisted and hollowed out on the sides. And at the edge of all of those hollows runs a blade. So imagine a triple-twisted blade. And when you drive it into a thing... It creates such a wound cavity that it tears and cuts that you cannot fix it. You're going to just suffer. So that has been banned, period. So I really want one. Yeah, uh, and I think the earlier version of that is basically like a uh, triangular ice pick. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm, like, that's like I the love, early versions of I it. I love how Spatuli is like, I might know some history about ice pick shit. I'm not going to tell you how I know, but I know. Like, well, look, all, all I'm saying is I'm probably the only person you know who actually has ice picks in their fucking house. Like, <laughs> they don't even show. Yeah, I, I don't, weeks ago, I I don't think anybody game. around here is surprised at that statement. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, also, an, an ice pick and a hammer goes a long way for a lot of different things. Also, Oliver said uh, he would then spray and pray or strap Tannerite to Miller because he likes his goats better. Which thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> now hold on, hold on. Now is that a war crime? That is yes. absolutely a war crime. That's just a that crime. crime. Come on, war crime. That is what is known as he using a suicide bomber. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just a crime. Crime. A it's really only a war sleep, crime if bro. you're at war. If you're not at war, it's a crime. Crime. Uh, only if they find out. No, exactly. We'll it's only that. illegal if it's you only get a war crime if you lose the war. You, you exactly. Can another you can't make another goat. Okay. <laughs> I feel like no. Wait. Hold on. S- says that while he has like fifty goats. <laughs> fifty goats and one child. Man, we can make another one, but we can't replace these fucking goats. Right. Uh, <laughs> so let me let me get into this Skinwalker Ranch thing. Um, because Skinwalker Ranch got brought up, and we have, I have no idea what this is. So, Skinwalker Ranch, How otherwise known as... How you lived this long and don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is? Probably and you're into, like, some, like, creepy, more kind of paranormal bro. stuff. Well, because, okay, here's my, here's my deal with, like, getting into creepy paranormal stuff. I get close enough to where I'm like, <gasps> and then I back off, right? So, as long as Here's I know... Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, if you haven't seen my clips on playing Five Nights, you understand I don't like being scared. I fucking hate it. And my first instinct is to fight the thing, and if I can't, then I'm scared, because I can't get out of that situation. So I hate horror. I hate it with a passion. Um, So I don't deep dive into horror topics or subjects or anything like that, because I easily am startled. To the point where... uh, I accidentally turned into the juggernaut at a haunted house because there was a dude that was locked up behind a, uh, a jail cell. And we were, uh, we were just walking through this haunted house and the dude vanished. 
and he started coming after us down the hallway and he touched me. So I started to run and bowled over my friends because they're all tinier than me. So I just fucking took off. And then we ended up going outside to the part of this haunted house. This dude was carving up what looked like a human. And my fucking dumbass friend goes, hey, what you cooking for dinner? And the fucking clown thing looked at us and goes, you. And then started running out. Dude, I ran so much that day. Oh, my God. I hated it. So, yeah, I am. I'm a, I'm not a fan. Also, Oliver did suggest uh, with the Tannerite to Miller thing that, uh, no, it's not a crime. It's a late term abortion. That's still legal. So there you go. Like, <laughs> holy shit. They're going to have to be so but much. Akil, it just sounds not in, a, to me not, that... not in a couple of them southern states, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Akil, uh, it sounds that, to yeah. me the reason why you don't like horror is you're just afraid of death. I really am. Like, if I, if I want to get, like, super real about it, like, it's, it's, it's a crippling fear that recently here I haven't had to, like, you know, whatever. But there have been times where, like, I've stayed up all night, like freaking out and giving myself panic attacks because I'm like, holy shit. Like it's, it's finite. Like it's a thing. So it's Mm -hmm. like everything I can do to like safeguard that, like against that is a thing that I kind of want to do. Whether I think it would be pretty interesting to sit on the banks of the river sticks and drink a beer with Karen. If I knew that I wasn't going to get fucked up, yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm pretty sure Ari would 1v1 anyone not to go hang out with Charon, but to go further and play with Cerberus. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm here for that. Like, I think that's... Oh, yep, she already peeked her head around the corner. <laughs> but yeah, like, so that's, the, that's a thing. Uh, but okay, so the Skinwalker Ranch thing. It's also known as Sherman Ranch. Uh, it's located on approximately... 512 acres in Utah. It is reported to be the site of paranormal and UFO-related activities. Its name is taken from the Skinwalker of Navajo legend concerning vengeful shamans. Uh, there uh, are books it's a here. lot more than just them being vengeful shamans. Uh, paranormal reputation. It was dubbed a UFO ranch due to its ostensible 50-year history of odd events that have said to have been taking place there. Um... Uh, among these things were retired U.S. Army Colonel John B. Alexander, who characterized this effort as an attempt to get hard data using a scientific approach. However, investigators admitted to having a difficulty obtaining evidence consistent with scientific publication. So, yeah, okay. Fuck. Yep, I'm not... Uh, so, if Tony plans a field trip there, I'll just send a GoPro with him. I'm not going. You're not really allowed to go there. Yeah, no. Yep. You don't see the entrance in the picture right there that's like fortified up yeah mm-hmm. yeah they don't, don't let people go there for a reason life. you don't get to tell me how to live my life no the only say, that's only a ch- like tony just goes challenge accepted. i mean they're not like, gonna tell you how to live your life but they will show you how you uh, how it ends so <laughs> no so win-win <laughs> so that place is weird right uh the only way you can even step foot on that premises is if you fucking buy it that's yeah. it. Literally it. Wait, so hold on. What about the actual owners of Skinwalker Ranch? Like, they, they, they've gone through a couple. Yeah, and most oh. people nope the fuck out of there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Guys, my cash app is Jonathan.Berklin. Um, I'm taking <laughs> a fun to buy Skinwalker Ranch and to show everybody that they're just the homies. And hey, that's dude, even hey, if the government lets you. Hey, let's literally, let's, well, make, a go fu- let let's make a GoFundMe for lols to buy uh, Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> Honestly, if that fucking happens and Tony ends up buying Skinwalker Ranch, again, I'm strapping GoPros to him. 
I'm staying in an up armored vehicle <laughs> way the fuck out. Where and is it? It's in Texas, right? It's in Utah. No, it's in Utah. So you so, have, hey, look. It's out there with the watch. Mormons, which are just yeah, as scary. Right. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. like, you got to do it Mormons <laughs> and skinwalkers. No, no, yeah, see, Mormons, Mormons, Mormons are so fucking, they're so nice as a people. It's not even funny, but they are. The problem strange. is, if you've ever seen a, if the <laughs> Mormons are so regular, it's almost uncanny. Yes, it's bad. That's what's scary about them is because they're just fucking regular. That's it. What's, <laughs> what's, uh, it it's kind of like the opposite of that. Um, What was the, uh, I can't remember the name of the phen phenomenon, but it's when you see something that is very, very close to humanoid looking. Oh, Aridolia. Human Valley. Human Valley. Yeah, it's kind of oh, like that. Yeah, Uncanny oh, okay. Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Like, they're almost human. They can almost <laughs> pass for human. But there's just something fucking off about them. To yeah, all of our Mormon listeners, we're not trying to offend hey, look, you. Hey, look, look. Oh, and no, it's going to be terrifying. They, they won't be listening because it's 7.30. They can't. I think it's too late for them. Unless they're That's in Utah, fair. then they're good. You know, there's right? other time zones in the world, right? <laughs> That's what I just said. Unless they're in Utah, then gonna they're going to throw good, that out there. Oh. Nah, other than their magic pajamas and their multiple wives, so hey, they're normal. <laughs> Bro, sign me the fuck up. This sounds like a really great Harry Potter match. Oh, oh, and si hey, <laughs> since, oh my god. Since we <laughs> brought up... Look, look, since we brought up Uncanny Valley, I just want to terrify a kill for a minute, because think about this. Wait, for no, every I don't... person... So, Uncanny Valley is something <laughs> that everybody experiences. Like, it's, 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 it's... If you see something that is very, very close to being human, but is obviously not, like, just by a little bit, you're going to be terrified of it, right? So that means, at some point in our past, in our history, our ancestors had to develop a fear of something that looked almost just like humans, but wasn't. I mean, to be fair, Homo sapiens uh, existed alongside Neanderthals before Neanderthals went extinct. Nope, I'm going with the skinwalkers, bro. Fuck you, Yanni. Don't bring science in this. Yeah, but oh. also, isn't there evidence that um, Neanderthals mated with... Uh, Whatever the fuck the other one's called. Yeah. There's another that, one, too. Yeah, There's, like, like two Homo other sapiens? ones that they discovered. Yeah, Homo sapiens. That's how we got Spatuli. I, dude, <laughs> you, you see how fucking hairy I am, bro? I'm... But, yeah, see, and, and, that, and that's that's why I don't think it was Neanderthals. It was something that humans, that our ancestors, had to be afraid of. Skinwalkers. So what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck in our, in the human history past, looked like a human but didn't completely look like a human that we were terrified of. Not mimics. Now think about that before you have to go to sleep. It's not mimics, it's skinwalkers. You know, there is, it also explains a couple of different things. One of them is, and I, I don't know if we covered this during our last um, podcast with cryptids and all that kind of shit, but there is a human phenomenon where we as a people, as we evolved, we see faces and things that... That's pareidolia. Yes. And I think I did bring it up um, on that episode. But it's a defense mechanism that we have. Because if there is something out there that has a creature-like face that we immediately snap to or recognize, we understand that it's a potential threat and we know that it's there. It's why the hairs on the back of your neck will stand up when there is a face and or unrecognizable face 
that we know is there. And yes, we did talk about this during the last episode because we talked about the shadow people, I think is what Tony brought up last episode. Yes, shadow people. Um, Lovely. Really? So my, my entire theory for the shadow oh, okay. people is that there are things in your bedroom that are potentially either reflecting light or catching it and dispersing it that are forming small features that you're picking up on as a face. And because you are either also dealing with sleep paralysis at the time or whatever, due to the surge of endorphins that are being released, uh, whether like, or adrenaline, I guess, like your immediate response is fight or flight. And so that's, that's a thing. So the uncanny valley or hear me out. They're demons that are not quite strong enough. They're strong enough to cross the plane, but not quite strong enough to completely uh, metaphysicalize. And that's what yeah, like you're see, seeing. If you ever watch the TV series Supernatural, you just put a ring of salt around your bedroom. You Gucci like you're good. Um, but. Yeah, this but uncanny... I just, you just gotta oh, let go him ahead. in. You gotta invite him in and no. have a conversation. No, Spatuli. <laughs> no. Yeah. The number one rule is you never let all right, shadow people and beings that have solid black eyes. So like the and especially the kids. If you ever like if kids ever come up to your door in the middle of the night and like y'all that live towards the city won't have to worry about this. My country ass does have to worry about it. If you fucking look out the window and there's fucking kids outside at night and they're fucking knocking on the door trying to get in, and you look at them, and their eye and their eyes are solid black, like you know Irish people. Everything, don't fucking let them in. Ignore them. It's not going to be a good time for you. No, so you're just you saying if you in, see bro. no, and now mind you're you, both mind wrong. You're they could both be hungry. Wrong. You're both absolutely wrong. You ask them what the message is. <laughs> Do they carry a message all the time? Uh, well, let me tell you something, okay? It, there's a belief that these things don't just show up for no reason. Somebody somewhere wants to talk to you, okay? And they usually have a reason for being there, so you just ask them. No, ask I don't them, care about my car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Call centers are summoning demons. <laughs> They're like, holy shit! We, There's we your get conspiracy that, uh, theory. We gotta, yeah, right. Like, we gotta get around the uh, the, I'll the allow it. list. <laughs> so we're just gonna start using paranormal entities to bother you about your extended car warranty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking but, hilarious. But realistically, Tony, answer me this: anybody from that side trying to send you a message, is it ever going to be good? Uh, well. Mm, hey, look, they find good. Bro, Wait, they could have the freaking numbers to the lottery. No, 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 no. Hold on. I have, <laughs> I have, no, I have a rebuttal to that. Do you because, want to know what the cost for that is? Well, the, the amount of people, good. the amount of people who have accepted a message from the other side, like, I'm sure is super, super low. I don't know if all messages sent from the other side are negative. We don't have enough messages from the other side that have been accepted oh, to cool, know. Cool, got time to. Oh, and no. like this, this is like if you believe in, I guess, the standard uh, Christian religion or Jewish religion, right? But like, if you're Hindu, like Akil, right, and they come with a message, it's gonna be a big ass message because it can come from a thousand different gods, bro. We not and just a thousand that. different heavens, right? So isn't that not how just, it works? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> well, not just that, but like in the in the Hindu faith, for example. Now everyone thinks it's reincarnation. It's not. It's something called transmigration, but that said, like, there are multiple 
like instances of your life with your singular soul that you've experienced with so much karma that has, you know, moved with you through the multiple lives. So in theory, now I don't know, I don't know a lot about it. Like in Hindu, um, in Hindu culture and belief, our demons are pretty just always evil. There aren't really good ones. Um, but if we extrapolate that thought to like Western or Abrahamic faith or anything like that, you know, maybe they could be trying to send uh, a, a, a message for you to learn and grow from. But at least on the Hindu side of things, like if those motherfuckers try to call you or get a hold of you, like they need to die. That's not a question. Well, like so, my, 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 my argument to it is, is everybody understands that the connotation of black eyed children and shadow people are, are, are never a good thing. So if you're trying to send a good message, it's why the Christian faith quit using cherubim and seraphim. There was a reason that angels used to say, fear not, okay? They were uh -huh. <laughs> because cherubim and seraphim were terrifying. And that's why they started losing lower angels. Like, you know, Michael, Gabriel, name off what any fucking archangels you want to name or whatever. But that's why Uri Uriel's the best. Uh, you're wrong. It's Michael. Michael's the best. Actually, actually, if we want to get real Agreed fucking technical, the greatest angel of all was that there, Mr. Lucifer Pants, okay? I knew you were going to say Lucifer. Like, the homie Cat was boy just Lucifer. like, no, no. Dude, Uriel, okay, here's my, here, hold on. You guys have been talking a lot. Let me, let me, let yeah, me run say, it, run it. Let me say something. So, so I think, I personally think Uriel's the best, uh, because he was essentially, um, God's wet works man. All the plagues, Uriel. All the firstborn, Uriel. I thought that was Azazel. No. Azazel's a demon. Yeah. They all used to be fucking angels. But but, <laughs> but Uri Uriel um uh Uriel is essentially God's wet works guy. He's his black ops dude. He's fucking hilarious and wonderful and I love it. I need to read more of like the and it was Ben Affleck or yeah. Matt Damon played him in a uh movie dogma yeah what a good oh, movie what a bro they're movie. coming out with a constantine 2 yes they it, are they uh, haven't confirmed that yet no, canal, i'll make it happen with canal Alpha, yes Ooh. which i don't know the the uh the cw tv series the dude they got to play constantine and it i like him too matt no, ryan no. is constantine and he will always be constantine for me what no. Matt Ryan, he's the guy that played the guy in the, uh, not just CW, but the original Constantine TV show yeah. that he came from. He was, if you actually have seen that show, you would know that he's like... I know, but he doesn't beat Keanu, bro. Keanu's yes, he does! No, he doesn't. Yes, he does! And as a hardcore Keanu Reeves fan, I can say he absolutely does. I Keanu Reeves, if you read the comics, if you read the comics... Constantine's British, isn't he? Yes. Um, Keanu, first of all, uh, he is, uh, Constantine is British. Second, um, uh, second, um, uh, uh, if you read a comic book every in your life, Spatuli, right? Mm -hmm. And you ever decide to pick up a, a Constantine one, he looks more like, um, uh, uh, Castile from Supernatural, except with blonde hair. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. Constantine was a good movie. Constantine was a shit Constantine movie. 
but it was a great fucking movie. Constantine is an amazing like character and stuff like that. He just, is. He I, John Constantine is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. I just love how like nonchalant okay. he is about shit. He's just oh, like, absolutely. He's just it. like he's a he's I like an ant. He's a, he is. He dated King Shark. Yes. Yeah. Constantine is uh, to quote him directly. I'm an amateur magician in a magical world. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, that's how he puts himself. And like the ju- the best version of Constantine is in justice league dark, but ghoul, I would like to point out that that was voiced by Matt Const- or by, by Matt Ryan. Um, I need to, uh, I need to just, my brain got stuck with one thing you said and it won't, I, I cannot continue anything until I ask the question. Sure. Did you say Constantine dated King Shark? Yes. <laughs> Just need to. What? What, what kind My of elaboration do you need on that? Doesn't come really, really. No, he's John Constantine. Go, John John Constantine everything. is definitely no. He's pan, he's definitely pansexual. Oh yeah. Like like absolutely. He's like he he's he's essentially the same type of sexuality that Deadpool is. He is. Yeah, him and traditional mythology Loki are about on the same level. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, so I mean, I can, I can so respect I'll tell you. I just, I just, I didn't think, I didn't, well, not think, I didn't know that Constantine dated King Shark. Like, he also dated that's... Death, too, didn't he? Uh, I thought, Dead, no, I thought Deadpool dated uh, Deadpool, Death. Deadpool did. Yeah, Deadpool did. Well, no, I, I know that. That, but that we're talking Marvel and DC here. I thought. Oh, John yeah, Constantine yeah. dated her. He or might have her at one point or something. He like might that. have. I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'm, he I'm pissed. I think he there. fucked her. Like he ghosted her, and that's why. Like he's I would, so nonchalant is because she. That would be hilarious. Die. I don't remember reading that, but that is fucking hilarious if he did. Yes, yes, yes. Captain Jack, Harkus, and Constantine together. That would be an awesome something to watch. Oh gods. <laughs> also, real quick, just something something that was brought up for us to cover was uh doing a DC episode because we did do a Marvel one and we never did a DC one. So we do need to do a DC one. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Look, now, uh, look, um, now so yeah, cool, so cool. Since you said that, now I'm upset that in the like the Arrowverse on CW, you never got to see Malcolm Merlin and John Constantine together. Oh, that would have been fucking great. That I think that, that would be fucking great. Yes, but I I I highly recommend that if you haven't seen it, uh, you should definitely watch the original NBC show of Constantine. It was only thirteen episodes. Uh, the fact that it was only thirteen episodes still pisses me off. But uh, when they brought him into the Arrowverse as Constantine, I was and tickled. Yeah, and Legends, uh, him in DC's Legends of Tomorrow was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Yes. But DC has made every single version of Constantine since that TV show came out, either voiced by or acted by Matt Ryan, for a very good reason. Yeah, so, he does. He fits the role perfectly. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, from the from oh my god, we extrapolated and then went off on. Oh god, that was one hell of a tangent. Like that, I need you all to understand that started with a chupacabra. Um. <laughs> oh wow. But. You know, there's ten uh, minutes left in the episode, right? <laughs> uh, well, we started we started a little later, so we can go. Did over we? A little bit. All right, yeah. good enough for me. Um, but um, there are some other cryptids that we can do. One of the most famous ones out of the three 
there's Mothman and the Jersey Devil. Um, and I'll let you guys pick on which ones you want to talk about between Mothman and Jersey Devil. I did come across the Mongolian Deathworm, but I don't know enough about it. Like I can I can pull it up while we cover Mothman or the Jersey say, I've Devil. I've never heard the Mongolian. Uh, it, isn't that from SpongeBob? <laughs> Holy fucking shit! The fact that you said that, and no, I don't know if anyone else got it, but I got I, it. I respect yeah. that. Okay. It's the Alaskan Bowler. <laughs> oh, I was close. I was close enough. <laughs> um, but what's it? That is uh, such an iconic episode from my childhood, dude. Right. Um. So I will let you guys pick if you want to cover the Jersey Devil or the Mothman. You guys pick the Jersey Devil. Run it. Yeah, do you guys? Good, what do you guys know about it? Uh, well, I do know that very... a team is named after it. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> um, God, hold on. Wait, wait. Still, can we talk about Mouthmon from Adventure Time? Adventure I don't. I've Zone? never seen it. Oh wait, you're talking about Adventure Zone. Yes, the uh, the the, the one shot thing that they did. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Mothman and they, that was hilarious. Mothman and that was fucking phenomenal. In fact, like their entire like the spinoff one shot thing that they did was so good. Again, like if you guys want to check out a good play like D and D podcast. Definitely check out the Adventure Zone. Their like, season they're, they're one is is unmatched. The story. The last two episodes of that one always make me cry. I've already listened to. Like, I've listened to it four times through. Uh, last two episodes always make me cry. But it's I'm not dunking on any other D and D podcast out there. Like I've listened to all of Critical Role, and Critical Role got its own TV that, series. Like, I would like that, to point out something just that I that was announced today. Uh, Stephen Colbert is going to be on an episode I of Critical saw. Role, um, and it's going to be another uh, uh, what is it called? Red Nose, uh, uh, Operation Red Nose, I think it's called. It's um, it's a charity. Okay, it's going to oh, be yeah, based yeah. off of that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I'm okay. fucking excited for that. They announced the date. It's going to be April 28th. So. The thing is, is that if you want a more rules heavy, all the roles are always called out, everything like that, then definitely listen to Critical Role, where Matt Mercer runs it. Um, if you don't know Matt Mercer, definitely do a Google on him. He's Absolutely. phenomenal. My favorite, but, my, my, my second favorite voice actor see, right behind. Like, it, yeah. Adventure uh, Zone is more how I like to play. Yeah, Adventure Zone is more of a narrative-focused D&D podcast, and it is a phenomenal story that is woven just beautifully. So definitely check out the Adventure Zone if you want to have something that you can just kick back I got my bro- I convinced my brother to uh, buy the uh, first three volumes of their manga. I want to. I what want the to fuck is it. a manga? I knew that was coming, too. Shut uh, up, Tony. So- for our podcast viewers, if you don't know what the hell that means or what the callback is, definitely go to my Twitch channel and just look for the clip that is what the fuck is a manga. You'll hear Spatuli in his very Spatuliness ask what the fuck is a manga. But um, after that, okay, so I pulled up shit on either the Mongolian Deathworm and or the Jersey Devil. So you guys ask on which one you want to hear about. Tell me about the devil. Okay, so... The New Jersey Pinelands are home to miles and miles of pine trees and sandy roads, but it's also home to the New Jersey's most infamous resident, the Jersey Devil. Designated in 1938 as the country's only state demon, 
The Jersey Devil is described as a kangaroo-like creature with the face of a horse, the head of a dog, bat-like wings, horns, and a tail. For more than 250 years, the mysterious creature is said to prowl through the marshes, marshes of southern New Jersey and emerge periodically to rampage through towns and cities. The most wildly held belief about the origin is that Mrs. Leeds, a resident of Estelleville, was distraught when she learned that she was expecting for the 13th time. In disgust, she cried out, let it be the devil. The story continues that the child arrived and it was indeed a baby devil. The creature gave a screech, unfolded its wings, and flew out the window into the adjacent swamp. Countless stories have circulated the devil's escapades, raiding chicken coops and farms, destroying crops, and killing animals. His presence has been seen and felt by many at least 15 different, 50 different towns when he emerges from his natural lair in the Pinelands and wanders throughout southern New Jersey, sometimes intriguing and sometimes terrorizing the residents. Posses were constantly formed to apprehend the devil, but to no avail, and at one point, as much as $100,000 was offered for the capture of the Jersey Devil dead or alive. Several reports of its death were also proved to be inconclusive, and even the scientific community could not explain its existence. Belief in the devil is quite real, and records of concrete occurrences also exist. Reliable people, including police, government officials, and businessmen, and many others whose integrity is beyond question, have witnessed the devil's activities. To this day, people who travel down the Garden State Parkway or the Atlantic City Expressway report sightings of something or tell stories of strange occurrences. Many continue to believe that the legendary being is still around, disturbing the region, and will continue to do so for generations to come. So that is the Jersey Devil. Uh, why would you, if I was a devil... I don't know why I would pick New Jersey. Like, of all places, why why uh, Jersey? Uh, well, easy. You know how many freaking bodies there are in the woods, in the water? I feel like I shouldn't trash have can and Nobody wants to go there, so, like, he's just trying to get some peace and quiet. Because bro. the fucking state taxes are fucking through the roof? Bro, yeah, tell me about it. Like, and, and at least in Jersey, you can't make left turns anywhere. And like, property. you gotta do Dude, these fuck-ass jug property. handles, bro. The, jug, the fucking jug yeah. handles, yeah. And poppy tax out there is fucking stupid. I don't like those jug handles at all. It fucked me up when I was driving through there. Um, But, so there is the Jersey Devil. Um, Now, do you guys want to do another cryptid or one conspiracy? We'll we'll pick one. Either a cryptid or a conspiracy theory. All right. You guys pick. I have a suggestion because I think on the last one we covered, Wendigos. Yeah. I think we should have Akil dive into Skinwalkers. Didn't we? We covered Skinwalkers on the last one. We mentioned them in, while referencing Wendigos. Uh, okay, well, I guess you guys have to teach me about them. <laughs> you want to know something fun? Um, He's like a lot man. Of, like, I've been doing a lot of reading and talking, and I feel like podcasters are just going to fucking hate me, so you guys teach me a thing. But here, check this out, right? So when I was younger, when I heard of Skinwalker Ranch, and I didn't know what the hell it was. I legitimately thought it was like a, uh, like a fucking summer camp, like an Hasidic summer camp where they perform circumcisions. I swear to God. Oh my God! Dude, that's, that's what I thought it was. Where they get the skin from? That's what I thought. I, I, if someone told me, "Hey, man, there's a place called oh. Skinwalker Ranch," I'm like, "Oh, does Pornhub own it?" Like, <laughs> like that's that's my first thought. I didn't think it'd be a place where like. UFOs and cryptids and all that kind of shit were just existing. Like, nope. I no. Um, so yeah, but you guys uh if you guys want to tell me about skinwalkers, what 
what they're all about, everything. And I know Tony has a lot to say about Skinwalkers, for sure. It looks like a person. Okay? Sometimes. That's how they deceive you. Sometimes, most of the time, it looks like a person. Okay? And it deceives you. But it's really, actually, a bad spirit. In no. the basically... You're, you're what? getting them confused with Wendigos. Yeah. No, a Wendigo's a creature. No. Well, a skinwalker is a shaman that, in order to become a skinwalker, you have to kill a family member. Um. All right. I would like to. I would like to point out um, that it's. I would like to point out that in regards to um, what a skinwalker is and the lore behind it. Uh, the only way to get the true information about it uh, is to essentially speak with uh, somebody of the Navajo Nation, and they are very reluctant to ever actually talk about it. I was it. about to say the only problem with that is being is they don't like to talk about skin. If they don't like to talk about them because the more you talk about them, the more power they essentially get. Yeah. Because you're you're giving them power by passing along their stories. Well, that's kind of like the Cherokee right? and the Appalachian people, uh, the the natives from around there. They don't like to talk about the Wendigo either. That is correct. Wait, so what we're doing right now is basically leveling up a Skinwalker, possibly. Yeah. Great. Theoretically speaking, yes. And I'm leveling now, up the Barrett, so it's all good. Now, okay, well, I'm sending it okay. to Akil's house. Uh, <laughs> Why me? Like, you know, you know, if a skinwalker you got, you, showed up you, you, here. You, like, yeah, you got that 22. You can stop him. Ha, yeah. ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a comeback. Yeah, we some a little bit. Uh, oh <laughs> it's a good thing I don't own. Well, technically, <clears throat> ATF, everything I allegedly own is allegedly in a boating accident that is allegedly in Lake Lanier. So you can go have your haunted but, ass see, a good like, time trying to find it. Here's the thing, though, right? He could do that, or you can invite him in and try to feed him ghee butter with some non I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I tell you what, though, if anything, if anything creepy or weird like that actually showed up, Ari would square the fuck up with it. Like, she's a fucking gangster. You know, you know what's funny? So I live out here in the fucking country. Like, country. Like, you sit on Do my you? front porch after, like, 9 o'clock at night, and... From nine to midnight, you can count on one hand the amount of cars that go by on the road. And like, if I leave my cooler out in my truck and go to grab it before I get ready to go to bed, so I can put my ice packs in the fridge and all that stuff, I always walk out and I'd be like, "I'm sorry, cryptids. I'm, I'm interrupting y'all sucking times. I'll leave y'all alone in just a second. Let me grab my shit." I talk to them. I don't give a fuck. I figure if I talk to them, now, they leave me the fuck alone. Here's the thing. Right now, you guys told me how they get created and exist which is fine i guess i mean it's not fine on how you become one but allegedly when they allegedly but like when they when they show up like are they just showing up as a vengeful spirit to kill a thing or not, like not necessarily it's, like do they just like to chat because if they just like to chat i have no problem with that uh, no it's okay so and this is uh, and this is all secondhand information obviously okay in regards to this because, again, you will never meet a living person of the Navajo Nation that is going to willingly talk about it in, at length. Okay? Because it's legitimately terrifying. Alright? So, 
essentially uh their existence is uh what is it it's um it is in direct uh uh in direct contrariness or contriteness or or opposition of contradiction um, of the um of uh the what what is it referred to I, I'm going to get this wrong because I don't know much about the spirituality but like the uh the mother right so like just like mother earth or whatever they refer to that as um and basically oh, I'm going to fucking butcher this shit and I apologize to anybody who's listening that actually knows the lore that I don't um they're They essentially have turned away from their their true path or their their designated path as shaman, uh, and essentially, uh, fuck, I'm doing this wrong. I'm sorry, everybody. My brain stopped. I mean, I don't know. It's... I mean, like if Taylor uh, or Tony want to come in for the assist, well, I, he, help he, out. He, so they took the dark side of the force, bro. Kind of, yes, in, in a simple way. So this is like from a page that I've got pulled up right here. It said these witches evolved from living their lives as respected healers or spiritual guys who later choose to use their powers for evil. Uh, they can be man or female, but they're always male. They walk freely along the tribe during the day and transform under the cover of night. In order to become a skinwalker, he or she must be initiated by a secret society that requires the evilest of deeds, the killing of a close family member, most often a sibling. Well, that's um, just fucked up. Yes. You gotta go get and, your shine and, gun, bro. And their purpose is more so for... I don't know, like to to gain as much power, yes, for themselves, and to do so is to cause essentially as much fear, pain, and suffering that they can. So they're not just there to like, hey, let's hang out and chat or whatever. Like they're looking to fuck some shit up. But they're they're looking to fuck you up, like like your fuck up your psyche as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. They're shapeshifters also. Oh, yes, very much so. Like and, any and, kind of shape or like well, just Well, mo most often they seen the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, bears, but they can take the shape of any animal. Of they, any they, animal. They, then, they, they wear the skins of the animals they transform into, where the name Skinwalker come from. Um, and, you know, sometimes they'll wear skulls or antlers on their head. Um but and because of this, Navajo considered it taboo for its members to wear the pelt of a predatory animal. Because that could potentially move that possession. Or... And, and well, that would indicate that indicate that that individual is. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, that makes sense. Huh. Okay. Hmm. I don't like that. Oh, they're terrified. Just like when. Oh well, God. Well, because that's the thing. Like. Until until you guys mentioned why skinwalkers are, and not just like, hey, they, like, yes, they were created because you fucking kill your sibling, but, like, they're also kind of vengeful and fuck-up-edness. Yeah. Like, it took you guys explaining the fuck-up-edness to be like, oh, hey, okay, now I don't like it. Because up until that point, I'm like, well, okay, like, you did kill your sibling, you're still fucked up for that, but that has nothing to do with me, so you're not a direct threat to my existence. But now that yep. you've got, you know, fuck up in this going on, like, mm -mm, like, mm -mm, 
also, like, oh, on top of that, on top of that, um, their main purpose when uh, allegedly, uh, their main purpose when they attack you isn't to kill you. It's to like to a make you as afraid as humanly possible. But on top of that, to leave you alive so that you could tell their story and spread that fear. Yeah. Hence the reason the Navajo won't talk about it. Exactly the reason why the Navajo don't talk about it. That makes more sense. Um, I, But like Tony was bringing up, you talk about a spirit. Yes, I just looked it up. You are thinking of a Wendigo and not a Skinwalker. A Wendigo is a vengeful, evil spirit. Um, uh. In some folklore, humans overpowered by greed could turn into Wendigos. The myths thus served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Other sources say Wendigos were created when a human resorted to cannibalism to survive, and humans could also turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them too long. The main story, the one that I've always heard for the longest time, is to become a Wendigo, you have to become... It was, it was cannibalism. You had to eat another person to become a Wendigo. You see, and in like, and in I don't Mountain... know if that's just like the Appalachian variation yeah. of the myth, you know. Fair, but there is a there is a culture out there, like a very prominent warrior culture out there. That for those of you who play video games, anytime you need to have mana to do something, um, all of that comes from the Maori people, where. After they do their war dance called the Haka, which I'm sure everyone has seen, like The Rock do on the red carpet or whatever, um, that was actually the battle dance that you would do before you battled another tribe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Maori afterwards, once they're done performing the Haka, they would stick their tongue out at their enemies. And that's a threat that they will eat you once they've killed you. And consuming the flesh of your, your enemies allows you to basically get mana. That's it absorbs, where you essentially that, eat their power. Yeah, that's where oh, yeah. all of that comes from. Just as a heads up for all of y'all. The other thing is, um, at some point, I feel like those of us here in Georgia need to tell the story about Lake Lanier, the Lady of the Lake, the catfish that are as big as Volkswagens, and all of the haunting shit and deaths that are here. Which okay, is why so I the, had the catfish yeah. that big aren't actually true. I know that for a fact. But all I the didn't other say it was shit... true or not. I'm saying it's reported, quote unquote, allegedly. allegedly. I'm just talking about all the other shit about Lake Lanier, <laughs> about that motherfucker being haunted. That's true. I well, still, that's I'll still go drinking on the motherfucker. I just, just know it's haunted. I'm just making it very, very clear to any kind of uh, alphabet boys that might be listening. That's where I lost all of my alleged firearms. So if y'all want to go get it, <laughs> have fun. Like, allegedly. So, yeah. But other than that, uh, and skinwalkers and everything like that, um, I think we've covered... I can't believe we spent an hour on the SCP, by the way. That was fucking bonkers. We can do an entire. We can entire. I can't believe we only spent an hour on it. Yeah, actually, I can't believe we only spent an hour on it. So I think what we'll do is potentially next week, um, we'll do the. We'll just do like an in-depth dive into the SCP, and then okay with that. The week afterwards, we do Tony as a agent of the SCP, and like we'll throw um, like scenarios and shit like that at him. And all I'm getting and picturing in my head is that giant fucking space agent that was going after Stitch in Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I imagine Tony is. Just a big up-armored motherfucker going after these psychotic things. 
and then we'll probably do DC after that, or who knows what the hell we spurn off. But at some point, we're going to cover uh, Lake Lanier and tell you all about Georgia's most haunted lake and, you know, why everyone has boating accidents there and you'll never find firearms. Yeah. But I think, unless anybody has anything else, uh, that's where we're going to end it for the night. So for all of you who have been listening to the podcast and hanging out with us, thank you so much for it. Again, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that. Spotify actually does now have a rating system, and I do ask that all of you who are listening drop us five stars on whatever it is you are listening on, because all of that helps us grow. As we grow, we help more children. So there is that as well. Um, Again, we record live at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every single Wednesday. And please feel free to come by on Twitch at brownlove010 to join us in the conversation, give us your thoughts, everything like that. Lastly, if you want to have any updates on all the bullshit that's going on, you want to see us play video games, you want to see me struggle with video games, you want to see Tony yell at me because I suck at video games, all of that is available again on Twitch. If you also want to communicate with me or get updates and everything of that nature, then it's brownlove010 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next week, however, podcast, y'all have a wonderful and potentially haunted night. Take care, and of course, from all of us to you, bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.